Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Affirmation Addict Podcast. This episode is all about surrendering. So recently, I have been just brainstorming and thinking and reflecting on how do you explain to someone how to surrender? We see it all the time. Everyone's solution to everything, including my own solutions, I've probably given you on social media, in my emails, in my courses, is surrender. And when you think about it, it's like, how the heck do I do that? So I just wanted to talk about surrendering. I have a few kind of perspectives laid out that I think will help you apply the concept of surrender and choose to surrender. But I think um, what's been really helping me is just exploring what surrender, what letting go is, and why is it so hard? Because I sometimes feel like understanding the reason something is so hard for us is almost an easier way for us to actually do the opposite because we finally get it and our ego and our brain loves logic. So I want to serve our ego a little bit just so we can actually drop into our higher self. So we can lightly surrender a little bit more with some new perspectives. So I think if you think about it, what is surrender? I think And what is the opposite of surrender? So I think surrender is a state of relaxation. It's a state of letting go. I think it's a state of allowance. And I think the opposite of that is control. It is um, like micromanaging. I think it is holding on. So if you can look at that, they both innately have very different energies. And if you kind of think about your life in a zoomed out way, how do we live out life? I think there's very few scenarios in which our normal day-to-day lives actually call for surrender. I think we only surrender when we have to. I think we only surrender when there's literally no other option left because it is so unnatural for us. Surrendering is innately uncomfortable due to its unfamiliarity. So don't be too hard on yourself if you find it really hard to surrender. It's because we're not taught. It's like at school, they're like, just allow your math problem to answer itself. Like, that is not the way our traditional structured society works. So as we're growing up, as we're kind of operating in this world, we're not learning the concepts of surrender. We're not applying the concepts of surrender. So don't be hard on yourself if you find it very, very difficult to do so, because 
honestly speaking, you never learned in the first place. So let this, let this practice of surrender be something that you're starting from scratch, that you are starting to learn how you want to do it, how you want to learn it and how you want to apply it. And imagine and be as kind to yourself as you would be to your own inner child or your own child or your own niece or your nephew or even a puppy, just something small, sweet and innocent, whatever that image is for you. Imagine as you're going through your own journey and your own practice of surrender that when it gets tough, when you want to criticize yourself or shame yourself, that you can come back and speak to yourself as if you would talk to that innocent little version of you or something else because surrendering is not normal for us. We don't understand what it is. I can only think of before I really stepped into manifestation, the space of manifestation, I never really surrendered. I did everything I could to make the results I wanted happen. If I wanted to get a certain job, I would study, I would apply for interviews, I would connect with people, I would network. If I wanted to go on a date, I would figure out a way to get on a date. I actually never went on dating apps, but now I would probably be like, okay, my action is to go on a dating app. Um, If I wanted to make more money, I would be like, let me go start a business. All of these actions are kind of a means to control how something happens in our life. And I think that's why surrendering is so contradictory for us because surrendering is actively acknowledging that we have no idea how something is going to happen and it's dropping the how and surrendering is a practice in which you stop caring about the how and you don't do any actions to contribute to the how. So a lot of the times surrendering can feel like we're moving backwards. It can feel like we're not doing enough. Um, And please don't take this out of context where you don't take any action. I think action is so important. I think forced action is one thing. I think inspired action is another. And honestly, a really good way for you to know if it's inspired action is if it has nothing to do with what you're manifesting. That is probably my number one tip in terms of taking action is we think, okay, I want to manifest a new job. My inspired action is I should be applying for new ones. No, that is forced action. Inspired action is maybe you are going out with your friends and you usually drive, but then you are randomly inspired to take an Uber. You take an Uber and the person who is driving Uber tells you about a really cool company that is your dream company. And that's how you apply for a job because it's the perfect fit for you. So those are two very different ways of taking action for the same exact outcome. And they have nothing to do with each other. And there are two very different approaches. Um, One is very forced and it's like, okay, this is my means to get there. The other one is very inspired where it has kind of nothing to do with getting a job. You're going out with your friends, you're taking an Uber, whereas it ultimately leads you to your dream job. So there's two completely different routes. um, And that's where inspired action comes in. And surrendering, I think a big thing we need help surrendering on is the how. We know we have certain desires. We want more money. We want all of these manifestations, right? We want peace. We want to feel good in our bodies. We want to look good in our bodies. We want to be healthy. We have all of these desires. A lot of the things we do in our day-to-day life, our 
kind of habits are actually forcing and controlling the how. Surrendering, on the other hand, is completely opposite of that. Surrendering is trying to respect your natural way of doing things while dropping the need to control the how. So some perspectives that might help you when someone, say you want something and you've done everything you can and now you're just waiting or you are just waiting for a response or you have no idea what the next outcome is going to be. When someone says, okay, well, now you just got to surrender. Now you just have to let go. The best way I can articulate how to properly, truly practice surrendering is to relax. That is a word that has been coming up for me so much is I don't think we're taught how to relax because relaxing is seen as like a luxury and a privilege. But I think it takes courage to relax. I think it takes so much courage to relax when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, but you are still choosing to relax and allow yourself to take actions and still be relaxed while you take those actions. So that's a little bit of a touchy subject, right? Because if you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, but you obviously still need the money, that's survival. And how do you relax? I'm not saying just sit there and go get a massage. I'm saying relax your kind of reactivity, relax your stress, relax your fear, and then act. Um, I'm not saying sit and do nothing. You will need to take action. I get that. Um, but it's relaxing like the impulsive nature I think we have. Um, and I notice this within myself very often is I'll see something that I don't like and I'm like, this is not going according to plan. And then I'll immediately react and try and fix it when surrendering isn't trying to fix. It is actually allowing the universe to step in and help you. Surrendering, when we can't surrender, we're actively telling the universe, hey, I don't actually trust that you have my back. Um, I don't actually trust that it can work out without me intervening. And surrendering in, not surrendering in a way is very egotistical because we think we're the only solutions. We think we know everything. We think we have the solution to everything versus there is so much more at stake. There is 8 billion other people in this world whose creative energy can impact you. There is unseen energy that we don't even understand, aka the universe or energy or life force, whatever you want to call it. There is so much more at play that we don't understand that it is so um, egotistical slash selfish slash self-sabotaging to not surrender. We are actively keeping ourselves in a smaller cycle, in a more shallow cycle. Whereas when you can choose to relax, when you can choose to relax your thoughts, when you can choose to relax, not eliminate, just relax, when you can choose to relax your body, when we um, are manifesting and we put too much pressure, we are actually activating our fight or flight mode. We are actually choosing rest and recharge or is it rest and relax? Rest and relax or fight or flight. We have two options and most of the time we go into fight or flight. And one of the biggest things I've noticed and I've learned about myself is I use movement. I use moving my body as a means to control. When I don't want to surrender and I know I have to surrender, I move my body. I breathe. I go and grab my oils. I go and walk. Um, 
I move my body because it feels like I'm controlling something. And that's not right or wrong, but it's actually a symbol of my instinct to run, my survival instinct to flight, to run. And I learned that about myself recently, and it has been so powerful because I thought when I was going up to grab my essential oils or getting up to go on a walk that I was processing. I thought I was actually feeling my emotions and I was allowing, but actually I was getting up as a means to control when I knew I couldn't control something else. So one thing I've been practicing is when I'm called to surrender, how can I be still? How can I relax? Because my body wants to move. I'm very in tune with my body. I want to move. My mind wants to race. How can I just sit and let that feeling of overwhelm go through me? Because it's an emotion ultimately. It is a feeling and our emotions take about 90 seconds to process. And if we can allow ourselves to be in that uncomfortable space for about 90 seconds, maybe a couple minutes, we can probably progress so much further than trying to just band-aid fix and surrender on a very surface level. And so I think it's really interesting because I still haven't fully kind of processed that, but I thought it'd be helpful to share because sometimes we think, um, oh, I'm surrendering by applying my tools. And a lot of my tools I lean on, but they are not doing anything except um, distracting me, which is fine. I love distraction, especially when you need to surrender. But when you are distracting yourself, you're not actually surrendering. You're just choosing to think of something else. So it is a good temporary shift of energy, but you're not practicing surrender and you're not dealing with the root fear or the root insecurity that is causing you to not surrender. So think about that. I know I just kind of spewed a lot, spewed a lot on you, but that was one thing I realized is when I told myself I was surrendering, I was actually in a way running um, from feeling my emotions. I used to think I was so good at feeling my emotions, and I recently realized the one emotion I haven't felt and allowed myself to feel is surrender and allowance and relaxation. I struggled to do that. I never saw my mom relax. I never saw my dad relax. Like stress is very normal. I don't, I think the one person in my life who I know is a relaxed person is Tom. And even he will get stressed in certain situations. But he is one of the only people in my life. And I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people on very different wavelengths. He's the only one I know who is truly can channel relaxation in a time of stress. And I honestly think that's because of his military time. Being in combat zones, being deployed, I think he was forced to do that. So I think when you're forced into something, you're, you learn. Um, and I've been forced into situations where I had to learn how to surrender um, because I had no other option. Like when someone is someone you love is really sick and maybe in the hospital or a family member passes away, those are times where you're almost forced to surrender and you do practice it in those moments. But how do we carry that with us through the not so heavy, not so deep moments? How do we carry that with us through our day-to-day life? Because I think surrendering is such a skill and I know I have so much more to learn on here, but I think surrendering comes when you allow yourself to feel your uncomfortable emotions. You allow yourself to feel safety in the unknown. And we all talk about it, but how do you actually live that? How do you actually embody that when the triggers come up, when you're uncomfortable and you're scared? 
like for reference, one thing about me, um, when I'm trying new things, like I'm always a big fan of trying new things, trying things I'm uncomfortable with, but I use it in the sense I like, I love trying new things when I know I can take a little, like a little sip, like a little taster back away know I'm okay. And then I'll go full in like shark diving. We went shark diving. I'm not even scared of sharks necessarily. I think it's just everyone else's fear. I was like, I should be scared of sharks. Um, So I'm not even scared of sharks. I do get nervous sometimes in the ocean when the waves are really rocky because I get, I realize how powerful the ocean is. So that's the, sometimes I'll get um, a little uncomfortable. So we went shark diving in Hawaii. We, I dove in, And I immediately started panicking. I was like, okay, I need to get out. I got out. And I was like pacing on the boat. I was like, okay, we have like a 40-minute kind of block. And I was like, okay, I can take a few breaths and I'm going to go back. And I went back and I was fine. And so it's like that felt safe. That knowing that's the way I work is a way of safety for me. But when I can't taste something, for example – Like one thing I'm like nervous about, and I've talked to so many of my friends about this is having kids. Like I can't like trial and error that. I can't just like guess. I can't, I can, the most I can trial and error that is like taking care of my nieces and my nephews. And that's what I do. Like, oh my gosh, you should see me with my niece and my nephew. I asked my sister-in-law, I'm like, please let me practice because I'm so scared of the unknown. I'm not even scared of like, anything. I'm just scared of the unknown. I'm not even scared of how my kids will be. I'm scared of how my body's going to be. I can't like practice getting pregnant. So it's just a very interesting concept I've been playing with is that I think surrendering is actually, we think we're surrendering, but we're really not, or there's a deeper layer. Maybe we are surrendering at a surface level, but I've learned about myself that I've only scrape the surface of surrender and I have so much more to learn. And the one thing that's really helped me is learning how to relax. Hi, beautiful friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I wanted to hit pause for 15 seconds and share with you about my spiritual membership I created to help you raise your vibration and manifest with ease. I created a firm it so you can have access to all, and I really mean all of the spiritual tools you need to step into your higher self and watch your dreams manifest with ease. If you're really ready to dive into your spirituality and connect with your highest self, I invite you to join the Affirmate membership. More details are in the show notes if you're interested. And now let's jump back in. The next thing is understanding that like holding on so tight to life to control is honestly exhausting. That like giving myself permission to feel exhausted about how much I'm trying to control was actually so helpful in allowing me to surrender because I was tired of feeling panicked. I was tired of like bracing myself and always feeling like I had to prepare for the worst case scenario and prepare for all of the different outcomes because I don't know what outcome it is. Allowing myself to acknowledge that this is so exhausting and I'm done And I am now choosing to surrender because the exhaustion is not worth the kind of side effects it has on me. That was something really powerful for me to realize too, is that I think a lot of us, we have a tendency to like brace ourselves. I feel like I go through life 
and I'm bracing for impact. Like I am bracing for something bad to hit me and I know how to handle it. I know exactly what to do because I have my tools, right? And realizing that that is also not complete surrender. Maybe that's one layer of surrender, but there is a deeper level of surrender where I don't even have to feel like I'm embracing myself for certain bad things to happen. And from in my lens, the bad things for me um, that I'm like innately probably scared of or worried about in the back of my head, health is not a big one because I know like I do keep so healthy. Like I would say I'm a very, very healthy person. Um, and I'm a very, I'm very intuitive with my body. So health doesn't scare me. I know I, I've seen some really cool miracles with health. I honestly think like natural disasters, like literally not things that are completely out of my control, like fire. Oh, that's a good one. Fire freaks me the heck out. Um, I don't even know where it started from. I've had no traumatizing and I used to not be scared of fire. It was a fear that developed like mid life. Maybe when I was like 16, I started developing this fear of fire to the point where for literally like seven years, I didn't use my oven. Now I use my oven, but I will still check on it. Like it's so interesting where these fears come from, but realizing that like, I don't even remember what I was saying. I'm so sorry. But realizing that like, we don't have to live our life preparing for the worst. Like I would prepare for fire by like having a fire extinguisher. I would buy a fire extinguisher. I would read, okay, what happens in case of a fire? And it was just like unnecessary. And it is such a low chance where it's like, if that's what has to happen, if I have to interact with the fire, I'm going to get through it. And it was exhausting to constantly live in fear or in protection for myself of this so-called fire. It was like a point of survival mode that I was exhausted of. Like living in survival mode should not be our 24-7. We're meant to get into survival mode um, only when we're truly in danger. But because our current society does not have that many threats, it doesn't have that many daily threats that we deal with, we create them through smaller stresses. And then these smaller stresses are actually unintentionally putting us in a constant state of survival. And a really good way to know if you're in survival mode, one thing I learned is you hold tension in your jaw um, or you hold tension in your legs and in your feet um, because you want to run or you want to bite and you tense. Another version of we got to relax is another way to kind of get yourself out of survival mode. Relax the body, relax your jaw, relax your legs, sit still, don't pace around, don't move around, don't go grab something just sit, let your legs feel restless. Um, That's something I've recently really learned that I do hold tension in my jaw. I do want to run. I move so fast, allowing myself to slow down. Those are some really good ways to kind of practice surrender, practice letting go. It is a full body, full vibration, full emotional, full mental experience. Surrender is not just one aspect. It is so holistic. It requires... um, conscious practice on like every single layer of who you are and give yourself permission to practice. It is a practice. It is not a perfect. This is not a test we have to take. It's just something to try and get better at for your betterment. And one super tangible tip that I always ask myself is when I can feel that I'm not surrendering and when I can feel that I'm holding on too tight or I don't want to let go, I ask myself, what's the best case scenario? 
what is the best thing that could happen? What is the best way this could unfold? And it is so challenging when you're in the midst of not wanting to surrender to actively sit and think about that and redirect your thought. And you're just interrupting your thought patterns and it makes such a difference. It will actually help you surrender in almost a immediate effect. You will feel relaxed. You'll be like, huh, I can breathe again. And lastly, if you are struggling to surrender, anything, if you do anything, breathing, your breath is something that's always with you. Take some deep inhales and deep exhales and literally sigh it out. We hold so much tension. And I think surrendering is the opposite of tension. And I think we hold so much tension, therefore we're not able to surrender because they are two totally different wavelengths. But when we can start to ease and relax into our bodies, into our minds, into our souls, into our energy fields, into our physical body, we're able to start to actually allow in the space for surrender because they are two completely different energies. And it really helps to understand what surrender can feel like, what surrender can do for you. And why are you not surrendering? What are you so scared of that you're not willing to surrender? And be really honest with yourself. It's something that really, really helps me um, just navigate when I need to surrender. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you are working on surrender, um, on Friday, a episode, the Affirm Express episode is going to come out with a bunch of minis. Sorry, I said that so wrong. Um, on Friday, our Affirmate Express episode is going to come out with a bunch of affirmations. I call the Affirmate Express um, my minis. So I kind of completely messed up my word. So on Friday, I will be giving you some surrender affirmations that really work for me with a little bit more tips. And I hope you try it out. It's so helpful to kind of just assign a practice, assign affirmations that are explained to you that you understand why I chose those affirmations and just really start to embody them. Um, it feels super small, but I promise you it's not. These things have changed my life. I got out of some things I really didn't want to be in and I'm living my dream life. And it's all because of these super small shifts. I know it feels big, but it's not. You can do it just as much as I can. Like we are all one and the same. So let my story or anyone else's story that inspires you be your evidence of, yeah, we're the same and I can do it too, because you really can. So I love you. I hope this episode gave you some perspectives that will help you surrender a little bit more. And I will see you on Friday in Affirmative Express. So I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you can rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.